Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to the Draft Doctors. I'm your host Stevie Fears, coming at you solo this week. That's right, the uh, the other boys are are indispensed. Uh, Stato's busy looking after Stewie Jew personally up at the uh, in the Great Top End. Jono's in Europe, I believe. Uh, certainly not the poorest man in fantasy football. And Cam is uh, keeping tabs on the family. So I'll be on my own. Uh, unfortunately, that means none of the usual sparkling repartee that you're used to from the draft doctors. Uh, it'll be a bit bit dry this week. It'll be drier than a dead dingo's donger. But uh, anyway, we got a show. That's, that's what we're doing. We're keeping it real. We're keeping it consistent. We're keeping it weekly on the draft doctors. And I do just want to say at the start of the show... Um, our, our thoughts are with the people of Castlemaine, with the young, young player who, who died, uh, after their match or during their match, um, on the weekend. It's, that's unbelievable as a parent, uh, you know, I can't imagine, uh, one of the youngsters, youngsters dying. It's, um, it's tragic. It's sad. And, um, we hope they can move on as best they can. Anyway. We're here to talk fantasy football, and it's a huge week because the buys are here. So uh, St Kilda, Brisbane, Sydney, and Fremantle are all on buy. Uh, so obviously those players are not going to be <clears throat> able to be used if, if you are playing the buys, and of course you should be. Uh, and the DPPs hit. Now the DPPs, <laughs> uh, there wasn't much to write home about. Uh, Jack McRae did add forward status. And that's kind of it. Jack, Matt Kennedy added defence, which you can argue is, is, I mean, it's reasonable, I guess. But then you're looking at Hobbs adding midfield, Ed Kerno adding forward, um, DBJ added forward, which, I mean, it, that is what it is. Uh, ben Hobbs added midfield. And, and there's just a, a whole run, a whole mess of guys you're not going to roster. So I'm not not really going to get into it. Chase Jones added midfield, but sort of who cares? Uh, adding midfield is not really a big deal. So, but if you want to check them out, they're they're all online at the AFL Fantasy site and uh, over at Supercoach if you play on that format as well. So get around that. But yeah, Jack McCrayon is certainly going to be cracking the champagne, and I think Max Gorn was like point zero one percent away from getting forward status. So uh, sucks to sucks to own Max, which which hopefully none of our listeners do um anyway things we noticed and and i really want to just touch on the darwin conditions and and people rostering so i know i saw a lot of twitter comments this week about um people being upset with rory atkins and probably a lot of that was the 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 mouth breathers over playing classic fantasy and it's sort of it's sort of strange to me you really got to be mindful of the opposition, but also mindful of the wet weather. Like, like in classic, I have Rory Atkins. That's fine, but I benched him. It's it's a terrible, terrible conditions for an outside player. That I think you saw during the week the players were practicing with uh, balls that have been dunked in soapy water because you know for an outside player it's just terrible conditions. It wouldn't rely on marks in space uh, teams play pretty direct it's a high pressure game so certainly you want to be captaining your rucks in, in those games and 
And even you look at a game like Jack Lukosius, he played a really good game and, and scored pretty well, but a lot of that was, was was pretty fluky. Like I'm not I'm not taking anything away from the game. He was in the right spot at the right time and all those sort of things. But just be mindful of the conditions. You're certainly not going to go play a wingman in, in you know torrential rain. So just just be mindful of that sort of thing. I think we've seen it uh, in the Queensland states over the years. Maybe not quite as pronounced, but you certainly mindful of that just as you'd be mindful of a matchup you know you're not expecting key forwards to to tear apart um you know quality defense you want to play defenders against st kilda because you know it's a good matchup so certainly those uh line ball guys like rory atkins who you, you've picked up off waivers you, you're not you know you don't have to play them like i'm not saying don't play your absolute studs of course but just be mindful of that um, and Joel Jeffrey just in that match, uh, I think Stato flagged in the preseason, moved into defense. And again, he didn't have a great score, but let's be mindful of the conditions here. He was certainly taking a lot of kickouts. Um, so, uh, he's an interesting one for me. Again, they're playing Adelaide this week up in Darwin, our sons. And, and I'd expect the Crows, <laughs> if they're allowed to have as many forward 50 entries as the Bulldogs got this week, I think, um, the result might be a little bit different, but Joel Jeffrey is certainly taking a lot of kickouts, playing defense. They got a tough matchup for defenders this week, and then have the buy the following week. So you don't have to pick him up this week. I think he, he might be a reasonable add in a few weeks. Uh, there was certainly a few suspensions this week with Sicily, Chera, O'Meara. There was laid out to plenty injuries to some 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 quality players, and notably Darcy. And and there's another thing I sort of want to touch on. We got a message from a listener during this week and he wanted us to talk through a trade proposal where he was doing a two-for-one deal and he was either looking at including Josh Rochelle or Luke Jackson and it's like Luke Jackson is kind of fine uh, doing what he's doing but of course he possesses upside um, that Josh Rochelle probably doesn't have in, in terms of if Sean Darcy gets injured he'll be the main beneficiary, whereas if, say, someone like Rory Laird gets injured, it's probably not going to be uh, Rochelle who's the main beneficiary in that situation. I'd imagine they'd find someone like Sam Berry or or whoever to, to fill that role. So I think you've got to be mindful of the upside, and obviously Sean Darcy's uh, ping the handbone on the weekend. Um, and, you know, that's just a weird thing that happened just this week. But I'd always be mindful of trading a player who is fine as they are but possesses upside if things break the right way, if that makes sense. Like Ben Hobbs is probably, um, you know, what, what he's lucked into at Essendon. He, he was probably between your bench and the pool. Uh, obviously, the injuries down at Essendon has, has given him a pronounced role in, in the midfield um, and probably guys like, uh, Windhager at St Kilda, yeah, he was tagging or outside, but but if things broke his way, you could see how he was going to benefit. And, and I'm not saying things always break that way, and you just stuck with a an average player. Maybe he's just taking up a bench spot, but uh, you you got to sort of look at the big picture and, and who you're trading in, trading out. So uh, do they are they fine? But do they have more? I guess is what I'm saying. So just um, be mindful there, of course. 
waivers. Waivers, that's why everyone's here. That's why we release on the Monday uh, in season. It's a bit of an effort, but um, there's some pretty juicy options in, in waivers. I just want to say the Crows, again, um, they play the Suns and then West Coast before they go on by. So... Um, if you got an op- if you got an option for a Crows player, um, I-, I think they should do pretty well. I-, I-, I can imagine Ben Keys. I know he had a good game this week, but I can imagine him having an absolute monster up in Darwin with the amount of pressure he can bring. Uh, and Collingwood have got West Coast this week as well, so someone like a Mycheck might even be valuable there. But the number one waiver pick, uh, if you're looking for a Ruckman, which some people who own Sean Darcy certainly are, uh, Briggsy. Briggsy, 28% ownership up at uh, GWS. He's been pretty good. Absolutely serviceable, absolutely rosterable. Uh, Elliot Yo, defender, 38% owned. Uh, he's back. I mean, how long it lasts? We'll see. We'll see. If, uh, we know when he plays, he can score. And just uh, if you're unfamiliar, we use the 40% ownership rule on the AFL fantasy platform. So these players we're talking about are owned by less than 40, are owned in less than 40% of the leagues, uh, out there in AFL fantasy land. Obviously, if you're in a deeper league, shallower league, uh, super coach league, there'll be different options for you. Uh, so please consider that. But these are the options for the under 40s in AFL fantasy. Uh, the hump, Humphrey, Bailey Humphrey. I've been told I'm not allowed to call him hump daddy anymore, although, he was certainly the Bulldogs' daddy after he kicked that winning goal. Uh, 32% ownership for forward midfield status. He did fade out a bit in that second half. Uh, whether he gets tired in the heat, I'm not sure, but he certainly played a lot of midfield time. So, like the look of Bailey Humphrey there. Tanner Bruin, 32% ownership. Uh, you can get him. I'd watch uh, Dangerfield's return, but that Cats midfield is it's pretty no name. They were, they were copping a lot of grief. But, I mean, who they had running through the midfield was just uh, terrible. I was amazed they kept it kept it that close, to be honest. Tom Sparrow did seem to be the main beneficiary uh, of the Oliver injury, uh, although Jack Viney's been pretty pretty poor. So, Tom Sparrow, forward status, owned 23% of leagues. James Harms, probably. I picked up Harms myself in my home league. He's 25% owned. Uh, with the fourth status, although he had a weird low time on ground, like he was tracking super, super low. So just keep an eye on that. Bailey Scott has been really good in his last three with 81, 121, and 101. He's a defender for North Melbourne. So again, super low ownership. Whether that continues over the next few weeks, I'm not sure, but there's certainly scores you can't ignore. I think we were on him a couple of years ago, but he sort of didn't continue on with it, but maybe those scores are starting to build. And Wayne Miller has been okay in the last three, and they play the Suns and the West Coast over the next couple of weeks. Although the Suns probably didn't... I don't know. Liam Jones played well, so maybe there'll be a good score in there for Miller. Uh, and just one other keeping an eye on. He was out this week, but Harry Himmelberg at 42% ownership was playing... Harry Himmelberg he certainly has scored well in that role before. Can it continue? Time will tell. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Certainly worth an ad, though. Anyway, onto the Twitter questions. Breno, if this solo pod is done by Steve, then thank you for giving me some joy on my Monday commute to work. You're welcome, Breno. If this solo pod is done by Jono, just put me out of my misery and wrap it up. Look, 
I'll be honest, what's going to happen over this, <laughs> the rest of the year? Um, Jono's in Europe, man, so he's out. Stato, again, is out for the next week or two. Cam has got things going on, so... Uh, I don't really want to keep doing the slow for the slow pod. I can, I can manage for a week or two, but it's, um, not exactly the most fun. I really, when we, when we brought the pod back, the, the only reason we really brought it back was because I just missed talking to the boys. Um, so if I'm just talking, <laughs> I'm like literally looking at my fridge right now, talking at the fridge. I don't really want to keep doing that. So we'll see. Uh, questions, chuck some gettable off-contract names to think about drafting mid-year in keepers. Uh, probably the guys who have some sort of potential, um, like a Sam Barrow, I guess we just talked about, if Rory Sloan retires, etc., etc., he could inherit uh, a midfield role. Um, you could probably look at the West Coast Eagles. Uh, with their aging midfield, aging defense, uh, who there is to, to grab there. That, that's generally my idea is I just, I, I try to target the teams with old dudes and, and who's potentially coming through. Also, like someone like Freeman or what, what are they missing? Um, and it's probably like a goal kicking midfielder. So maybe someone like that. Is there a tall midfielder that they're missing? Often teams are looking for that big body. I think you saw it with Essendon and Setterfield. So maybe think about what teams are missing um, as well as who's old and can retire and open up a spot. Miller time. Will Carl Amon ever be relevant again? Um, yeah, I'm not, not 100% sure on Carl Amon. I think we flagged in the off-season that he was just a complete bust. He went from being from a super relevant fantasy team to a team who just doesn't want to Hold on to the ball, and it was always going to be downhill for Carl Amon. Russ, what is the most number of injured players that you've copped in a game? That's I, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know. I know um, one time I captain Andrew McLeod, and he finished on minus three, so I got minus six. That was bad, but probably two or three. Certainly wouldn't be much more than three. Dottie, what could you what should you call a fellow that doesn't show up for beers? Now, so that's me, um, and I'm a terrible person, Dottie. Uh, I apologise. Uh, I thought it'd be easy to get away from the house, and it wasn't. It wasn't. I thought I'd be out there playing golf pretty much every day. I was up. I was up that way for um, I think it was three nights, three nights, four nights, something like that. And um, I thought I'd be playing golf every day. I played golf one afternoon, so. Um, yeah, that holiday didn't quite, didn't quite go the way I thought it would. I'm certainly apologised for um, for being a terrible human. Terrible human. Uh, Carla, as the Suns' greatest fan, what do you think the likelihood is of Weller back next week in place of Rat, or is there a slight chance we might see Constable again? Uh, great game by the boys on the weekend. It was. They did very well. Uh, I wouldn't... I wouldn't hold too much hope out for Constable. And yeah, well, I need Weller back myself, uh, my home league. It's it's um, it's a worry. It's a worry. Um, it sounded like it was going to be one week, then it was going to be two weeks. And the longer this goes on, the less confident I'm feeling about Weller. Uh, he's, his average makes it really hard to drop him. Uh, so I'm not doing that at the minute. But yeah... I'm not, I'm not confident. 
I'm not confident I'll put it that way. Also, Carla, which Brayshaw won the Battle of the Bros on the weekend? Results aside, yeah, it was probably um, Angus Brayshaw's best game in a while, so that was interesting. Interesting. Um, probably Andy. Probably Andy still won. He, he, Yeah, they haven't had a great year between them, but I don't know. Andrew Brayshaw's starting to fire. Quags, uh, will Jaden Stevenson be anything other than the mouldy potato at the bottom of the cupboard, i.e. do I drop him in my mid-year keeper top-up draft? Yeah, and again, what I was sort of talking about with the keeper question before in terms of looking at um, aging aging midfields and um, who's going to replace them. If we look at a team like North Melbourne and they've got LDU, they've got Simpkin, They've got Will Phillips. They've got Wardlaw. They've got Sheasel. They've got all these super young talent coming through. And I look at someone like Jaden Stevenson who's been a super forward in the past. And I just find it hard to believe he gets in that midfield. Um, do they, they, they sort of have some halfbacks coming through as well. So, I mean, if you, if you want him to get that role, I'm not sure, but I mean, if they're, if they're bringing, Taran Thomas are in that role. Um, I know Sheasel's in that role now, so uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be holding Stevenson. That that's my take. Aaron, if you give away fifty meters, is it minus three against the person? E.g., late bump after the ball. Can it be minus six if you give away a hundred meters? I don't think fifty meters are minus three. Um, they're they're a clanger in Supercoach. I know that much. But I don't think they're a, a minus three in AFL fantasy, just the free against. Cooper is one L will season over. That's Will Powell. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It was just um like we said, it was greasy conditions, but he's also gonna be uh in between being free and being locked down. We've seen that in the past, so he's a tough one to bank on. Um and I'm not sure he's a great player this week, but I certainly wouldn't wouldn't boot him. Aiden Collins. I'm in a deep league. Sixteen teams, twenty two aside, that's massive. So anyone so hardly anyone good sitting on waivers. I have Setterfield, Hopper and Bowes all sitting injured on my bench. Any trade ideas for them? My midfield is lacking, obviously. I think Bowes should be back soon. It's with these sort of guys, I always say just package them up, two for one. Just get a little bump on someone in your team. Um, that's probably the best I can say. I mean, do they have? They don't have any value to you, so do they have any value to someone else? That's what you got to ask yourself. Generally, you have to give something to get something. I mean, also, if you're going to do that two for, even if you did a two for two, say you included the best player in the deal at the time, and aim for two people on their side who were middling, but maybe you could see a path to them having upside, whether it was a run of good games or whatever. Um, maybe that's the way to do it. You include the best and the worst. Um, but I'd probably hold on to, yeah, certainly hold on to Bose for now. Cooper, do you see Fife becoming viable if he stays in the guts? Yeah, it's uh, a good question. He had 20 touches on the weekend and still rolled out a pretty crappy score. He's never been a great tackler, never had <clears throat> been a great outside player. So, if he's not getting 30 touches, um, it's really hard to see. I, I'd expect him to bring in, if he's fit, I assume he's fit, Will Brody. 
um, this week. So I'm, yeah, five's a buy low. Um, but whether he becomes anything, I'm, I'm not sure about it. I, I don't have any confidence in it. I'll put it that way. Isaac. <laughs> That's a good name. Isaac. The last three weeks I've been top three, top three or four score in my league, but lost them all. Why do the footy gods hate me? Yeah. It, it goes that way sometimes, man. Goes that way. I certainly finished top three total scoring in in leagues over the years and, and miss finals. So sometimes you just you just run bad. You you run bad. Other other years you run good. And I kind of think if you play fantasy long enough, it I'd like to think it all evens out. But there certainly feels like some pricks are luckier than others. Sorry, just having a having a sip there. Barry the Pelican. Reckon Himmelberg will permanently move down back or will continue to swap between the back line forward line. Uh, your best bet is that he plays back whilst coming is out. So I think he's out for another month coming. So um, after that, I'm not convinced. Uh, if you're playing keepers, Himmelberg might be an interesting guy who could move clubs in the offseason. I think he's out of contract. So uh, keep an eye on that. Joel Gauchy, Joel Jeffrey season is outlined in November. Good memory, Joel. Uh, he's certainly going to be worth a pick up in a couple of weeks. Brando, what's going on with Viney? Might have to move on from him soon. Yeah, it's yeah. Low time on ground. He still he's yeah, he still won a lot of ball. You would have thought he'd get a bump, but um. He he certainly I think Cam was really anti Viney in the, the preseason. Uh he has played two really restricting teams. Um so he like he, he was actually going okay before the last couple of weeks. So he might be a really good buy low, certainly. I mean, even his average isn't horrendous. Um so maybe the guy before who was asking about trading Setterfield and Hopper and that Viney might be a good target. He's got Carlton and Collingwood up next. I don't think Collingwood's a great matchup. But after that, things things should probably get a bit freer. He certainly played some of the easier teams in the first half of the year. Unfortunately, he can't play Melbourne. Melbourne had a really good matchup for inside mids. Um, but yeah, tough tough to hold at the minute. Uh, certainly check the uh, DFS Australia website with their the defense versus uh, position matchups. It's just a fantastic resource. Major, Nick Holman worth a pickup. Haven't really noticed him in matches except getting in faces. I wouldn't think so, but again, he's someone who's going to benefit from these conditions like uh, up on the Gold Coast, up in, not on the Gold Coast, up in Darwin where it's, you know, pressure players are going to do really well. So like I'd expect Ben Keyes to do really well, even if he doesn't get that midfield role this week. Um, maybe he's a, worth a pickup because of the conditions, but I'm not, I'm not, Going crazy for Nick Holman. Nuffington, who do I take off the waivers to replace Darcy? Yeah, Kieran Briggs. Certainly the best option there. Uh, Frogger, did the Dossie blessing inspire Jack Lukosius to finally, finally realize his full potential yesterday? Do we need to be selling the family silverware to get on Luco? Uh, I probably wouldn't. I think they got... The defense held up pretty well, I've got to be honest. Um, but he was like three of those goals, just right spot, right time. He's a good player, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he backs it up. 
So you cert- they're certainly getting some confidence up forward, and I think moving Jeffrey to defence has been a great move. Uh, can I shop now and avoid the rush on my flag son's tattoos? Yes, yes you can. Uh, and finally, Frio asks, Rivers stonks down. Yeah, I'm not a huge Rivers guy, but Steve May back, Sale and back. There's certainly less pill for him. How much shit should I talk throughout the buy periods after having my first win in a while? Massive amounts. Uh, thoughts on the umpire's agenda against yours, mine, and ours? Yeah, it's 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 one of those things. It felt like I I just try to say in that situation we just didn't get the rub. I don't think there's an agenda, but it just sort of feels like when you lose. 50-50 after 50-50 for a little while, um, it certainly feels like there's an agenda. I, I'd hate to think there was, and I'm sure there isn't, but it just it just kind of gets that rub of the green feel to it. I, yeah, I, I can't imagine the umpires are sticking it to the Suns. I mean, they should be on board. How couldn't you be? Um, and is too, Cam too influential to show off anymore, or is it due to the cats being frauds? Yeah, no, it's... It, yeah. He is a bit of a... I saw him on a video. I think the AFL Fantasy guys tweeted out. He he didn't even use the McLaughlin moniker. So, I don't know, man. He's getting too big for his boots, that guy. He um he needs to calm it down. Calm it down a bit. Anyway, I've gone on for far too long. That is 25 minutes of me talking in a row. If you've made it to this, uh, you need a prize of some description. The prize might be we can do it again next week. Who knows? Anyway... We'll see you then, listeners. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.